a Lifetime Original Podcast. Just a regular hottie right now, and then soon I'll be eight. Mom slept. <laughs> I love a Lifetime movie. This is not a safe place. You all need to relocate to a hotel. And there's like four stuffed animals and no underwear. And you're like, well, this is what we have. Why are you at their house? You just started babysitting two days ago and you're spending the night? I don't want my kid to have a baby monitor at six because I don't want to hear him. (laughs) (laughs) What? What is it? Tom just pulled up. Quinn, you have to hide. I'll tell him you're not here. Down here. Wait, what? Hurry. Basement? Hurry! No, I'm not getting in the basement! Let go of me! Make this so Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie, because I do! I am one of your hosts, Naomi McParrigan, here with someone who just lifts me up, lifts me up on angel's wings, <gasps> Megan Gailey. Wow, you light up my life too. Hi, Naomi. <laughs> Megan, this episode is huge because this is the last episode before you pop a baby out. Oh, and I bet the listeners are like, thank God. <laughs> it's been really funny. People have been like responding and being like, I feel like you've been pregnant forever. And it's like, yeah, how do you think I feel? <laughs> um, yeah, this is, but now I'm uh, T minus like a week. <gasps> Whoa, T minus one week. Now, Megan, is there any chance that I can be in the delivery room or in the waiting room during this process? Well, I'm wondering if we could do like, like Peggy on your shoulders, Um, Mm. because, you know, she's probably a hundred pounds and <laughs> like so we get you in like a trench coat uh-huh we get uh-huh, a really uh-huh. we get a really tall um little rascal style trench coat yep and yep, we yep, put yep peggy on your shoulders and so peggy's in there being a doula and then you're able to like pop your <laughs> eyes out and then because it's like do you really want to see all that's going on no so then like you'll be able to close the, your curtains and then when you hear like that ah, then you'll know like it's, and then the way, 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 then you'll know it's time. <laughs> okay. Okay. That would be great. I mean, I do want to, I like the idea though. I do have like um a microphone in my lapel, you know, and I'm just like, I'm uh, holding it and I'm like whispering and I'm like, listeners, there is screaming. I think yeah. it is CJ's actually. <laughs> Megan seems to be quite stoic. And then <laughs> it would be so fun. Well, and also I just think from a practical standpoint, you need to be in the hospital because you know what to look for in terms of shadiness happening. Because yes. a lot of cold opens yep. happen in hospitals, yep. happen post a baby being born. Yep. I'm going to need you to make sure they don't switch my yep. baby. Yep. That Absolutely. they don't, um, you know, scoop him up. Someone doesn't yep. snatch him. Yep. Um, that they don't, uh, you know, tell me. Terrible things happened and they didn't. That, right. that CJ doesn't right. have sex with a nurse in like a right. closet. Absolutely. Um, that my mom doesn't kidnap the baby. You know, like there's a lot yeah. of different possibilities. And I think you're the only person because you are a lifetime scholar that right. I trust to be able to watch for all of the potential pitfalls. Exactly. The pitfalls of delivering a baby in a oh, hospital. Gosh. You know, because anything can happen. It's so very true. Oh, my God. Well, you know, the movie we're talking about today. This is messed up. I mean, it is called The Baby Monitor Murders. That And that just shows 
how sick producer Julie is. You know, for, <laughs> to have this be my bon voyage episode. Um, and it also, baby mom, every time I was thinking of it, I was thinking baby mama um, drama. Um, like, that's what I wish Evan called. Um, but it is called Baby Monitor Murders. I'll give you the log line and then I'll let you know that there's actually no babies in it. Okay, so... <laughs> When Cassie Temple returns home the summer before her senior year of college, she accepts a job as a babysitter. She thinks it's going to be a boring gig, but when she overhears what she thinks is a murder plot over the baby monitor, y'all are really overselling that, Yep. this job becomes anything but. When the child's mother vanishes, she wonders if the killer might be her employer. Now, you can watch this on LifetimeMovieClub.com if you have not already. Love the movie club because they have all the throwbacks. But yes, I mean, it's funny. You said it earlier. I was going to say as soon as we went to our recap, I was like, there are no babies. There's you no know, so babies. That's, that's a real bait and switch, I think. But I think it's important that you and I, to protect our integrity as hosts, that we yes. tell people up front that Absolutely. there are no babies. No, because I went into it expecting a baby yep. Um, and was honestly like prepared, excited, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, ready to be like, my baby will be cuter, you know, and then we get a six year old and it's like, <laughs> well, that feels like a dupe of the century. <laughs> um, so we are going to get into the movie one last time. Want to remind you that we do have merch. If you haven't gotten it, you are missing out. You could be out in the world wearing all of the gorgeous I Love a Lifetime movie merch. So and shop- finding your people, okay? Because when yes. you wear the merch, you're going to find like-minded friends. People oh. who are like, oh my God, yes, do you know Gonzo Rogers? Right. We have been receiving so many gorgeous pink fedora out in the wild videos. Yes. And it's honestly what keeps me going. Like, Absolutely. I'm like, maybe I don't even need a maternity leave because <laughs> we have these listeners out in the streets. Yes. People are wearing pink fedoras to libraries, yes. on college campuses. CJ the other day goes, what is with this pink fedora thing? I go, well, it's from, he goes, no, I know that, but who are these people wearing them in public? I go, I we know. don't know. We don't know. I know. It's like it's way more common than we ever thought it would be. It's yeah. happening all across the country. Someone sent me a screen grab of like someone's profile photo. Wow. This woman has a where she's like in the pink fedora in her profile photo. So I'm like, okay, wow, you're like repping it hard. And committed. Committed to pink fedoras. You know, at the time, of course, we said, What is she wearing? This woman's crazy. Now we know Deadly Mile High Club was just the beginning. Yeah. Of pink Fedora Nation. So all we're saying is we are a tribe and part of being a part of that tribe is the I Love a Lifetime movie merch. So shop I Love a Lifetime movie podcast collection only at the Lifetime store. Visit LifetimeTVStore.com to shop apparel and accessories from this, your favorite podcast. And you can get a whopping 15% off if you use the code I Love a Lifetime movie 15. As I've said, I will be using the blanket to catch the baby as he flies out of my vagina. <laughs> I hope so, he flies. I hope he <laughs> shoots out. <laughs> Speaking of flying out of your vagina, we got to get into this episode because she is going to drop any day now. Megan's going to pop the baby out. That's what I mean when I say she's going to drop it. So the pact <laughs> is, we got to get into it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, I don't know about you, but I felt like this opened on the most intense music I had ever heard. was at a 10 it was ominous sis. yeah and it's a woman running in the dark woods like fleeing from mm-hmm. someone which is of all of the scary things that can happen to women having to flee someone in the woods at night is probably my worst fear because it combines darkness yep running yep um probably violence um Absolutely. like it's just so much that it's like if you're going to kill me just please let me sit down <laughs> Now, I'm going to tell you this, though. This is why I don't mess with nature. I'm never running from anybody in the woods because I'm never in the woods, Megan. Right. Okay? First and foremost, if my phone goes below two bars, I'm not going any further. Okay? I need reception. I need other people around. I need someone who can hear me scream. And if I don't have that, Mm -hmm. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, and you see these... Um, couples sometimes like will be flying to go on vacation somewhere and it's like, oh, they've got like walking sticks. And you know, when you <laughs> see like an active person's backpack, yes. like it yes. looks a lot different than like my carry on. Right. And so you're like, oh, they're going to go somewhere. And it's like, I can't, I-, I wouldn't even trust to be in the woods with one other person, you know, I know. like I know. lost, they could push you off a cliff. I mean, we heard right. from my own mother that <laughs> if they hadn't had a, an, a guide in Machu Picchu, my dad would have pushed her right off the cliff. <laughs> And I don't even think we would have gotten a dateline, you know? So it's like, you can't. And that luckily she was with my father and a guide. Right. So I guess three people minimum Minimum. for us to go into the woods. And it needs to be broad, broad, broad daylight. It also needs to be someone who is a professional walker. You see what I'm saying? Because (laughs) a professional walker. (laughs) (laughs) So now this woman... So she's like running and then she manages to run to the road. Great. And then we see a car approach and you know you get those bright headlights where, you know, you can't even see who's in the car, but it's like, okay, yeah. maybe she's going to be saved. But we don't even know, honey. We don't know if the person is friend or foe because the image immediately fades into daytime at the airport where oh two young gals, a white woman and her black friend have just landed. And the white woman is named Cassie and her black friend's named Lucy. And they're cute as can be and they remind me of Adelia's ad. That's the energy they have to Yeah, they do. They do. And they are, they grew up in the same town and then went to college together and now they're back. We might as well be back in high school. It's one more boring summer and then you can move to LA and become a rock star. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I can't wait. Yeah. The town they're going back home to is called Apple Springs, which I wrote, how fake is that? Like, they're just running out of names to call places. It's like Apple Springs, uh, Happy Bluff, Banana Town. They don't know what to do. And as you all know, I'm from Indianapolis. And my niece and nephew, when they were little, could not say Indianapolis. And so they called it Apple City. And so this whole time, (laughs) I kept thinking about Apple City. (laughs) 
Like I, my niece like wrote like a little thing once. I was like, and then I'm going to Apple City to see my Gookie and Grumps. <laughs> so I'm like, yes, Apple Springs, Apple City, Apple Metropolis, Apple Polis. You know, like let's get more cities named Apples because I do love apples. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. I didn't realize for some reason, I thought initially when you told me that, that it was like, that's what people called Indianapolis. I didn't realize like no. it was a mispronunciation that Apple City was Indianapolis yes, was City. Yeah, Indianapolis City. Yes. Uh-huh. I get that. I get that. That's pure. I think sometimes they still do call it Apple City, you know, when like a nickname sticks. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> networking in LA. Cassie, I think you dodged a bullet. <laughs> That's what I said. I said, honey, I don't think it's going to make a difference. I was like, don't worry. Don't think this one summer was going to make or break your career. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah. Also, if you want to make it in the music biz, we all know you don't go to LA. You go to Nashville now. Nashville's wow. the place. Wow. Especially if you're a white woman with a, with a, or a with red a box dye. You know, <laughs> I, I love, I love that she's a redhead, but it's like, it's one of those reds that you're like, this isn't natural, which is totally oh, fine. Did you think, I didn't realize that because of course I had to look her up. Cause you know, I never know who anyone is because uh-huh. one of my pet peeves with Lifetime is that they, I feel like they don't say people's names. So I have to like open IMDB just to learn yes. a character's name. So when I looked her up, she's blonde, like in her right. headshot. Of course. So then I was like, okay, I wonder which hair is not real. It's, you know, well, could I'm be gonna, both. I'm going to go out and say it's <laughs> Well, I mean, immediately when I see Cassie and Lucy, I think it's you and me, Megan. Yes. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. redheaded white woman with big dreams, her black friend that says, don't worry, it's going to be okay. Right. That's our dynamic. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, they're in the car. And of course, Lucy's like, let's crank up the music. And they listen to something that's straight out of 1999, but it seems to make them happy. So I said, bless. They're loving it with their dangly earrings. Yeah. I, I just can't, I can't imagine flying in an earring. Like, there's just not a world where I would do that. So then we cut to the woods where we see the cops interviewing a hiker who's found a woman's sweater. The sweater's just like hanging off of a branch, okay? It does not look good. Hiker spotted it here this morning. I think it's Mallory's. Sure hope not. Incoming. Flatten can't be down here. You gotta stop. That's okay, Bernie. Let it through. And so after like two seconds, this man, Glenn, Mallory's husband, he like quickly runs down, runs onto this crime scene, which is like, sir, you are contaminating. You need to stand behind the yeah. tape. But he's like, that's our sweater. That's our sweater. And then he's mad because apparently he had told the sheriff four days earlier that Mallory was missing and the sheriff didn't seem to believe him until now. Right. Because the sheriff is really, he's like, maybe she just left you. You know, the sheriff is like, he's like, women don't get hurt. They just leave. Which Uh, is like, okay, sheriff, who hurt you back in the day that you don't seem to believe that this could be foul play. So, um, important to note, Glenn has blonde hair and a red beard. So it is possible to have both of those colors. Um, and the sheriff is who I went to IMDb for. Cause I was like, he looks so familiar. He was on Riverdale. Um, oh, okay, and then okay. he's been in like so many things and he's played like a sheriff a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sheriff energy. So then we cut back to Cassie. She arrives at her parents' house, which is so pretty. It's well, like a yellow Victorian. I'm like, Apple Springs. Apple Springs is a really cute town. 
It is. Um, it's supposed to be in Washington, so we all know that's Vancouver. Yeah, but the sun is out a lot. So it's like <laughs> not like when I was, I was like, I think this is like Maryland. Um, so she gets to her parents' house and her parents are like sweet and fun. The dad is, you get the sense that like he's not totally into the music thing, but he's not like mean. He's just like a doofus yeah. kind of. Honestly, I think this will end up being for the best. Oh, Bill. This way you can have the summer to earn some money and gain some perspective. Hey, Dad, school. can we just save this conversation for after dinner? <laughs> A normal summer with an ordinary job is nothing to be ashamed of. Okay, Bill, just not right now, okay? You must be exhausted, honey. Come on, let's get you cleaned up. Have a nice dinner first. <laughs> Thank you. Could you get the bags? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. The parents are going to France. They're going to Paris for a week and then the Riviera for a week. And when I hear this, I'm like, this is bad news. You know, like Cassie's <laughs> just going to be home alone. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. You I, know they're setting the table for darkness. Yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm worried about her. And the parents have like learned, quote unquote, learned French, but they're just like, bonjour. <laughs> Come on, tellez-vous. <laughs> wow, dad. Yeah, that was really good. It was yeah. good. So, um, Paris for a week? Mm-hmm. And then a week on the Riviera. We were thinking of asking Lucy to come by and water the plants, but I guess now we won't have to. Yeah, I, I guess not. Sweetheart, I'm sorry your internship fell through. So then a little bit later, we see Cassie running. It is daytime, and she's, like, sticking to the streets for now. For now. I'm like, okay, okay. And she is going through a park. There's, like, a rogue soccer ball. Mm-hmm. And so she kicks the ball back to the little girl who was playing with it. And then the mom comes up and I truly was like, hi, wow, you seem great with her. Do you want to be our babysitter? And I'm like, this is insane. <laughs> I know. Pure insanity. I know. Bitch, get on care.com. Exactly. What are you doing? You need some references. You need to run her social. It makes no sense. It literally like you're because basically the little girl like is trying to kick a ball. She can't do it. And then she's like, oh, wait, here, here, let me help you. OK, so you actually want to hit the ball here with the top of your foot. What oh, did it? That was really good. High five. You're, you're great with her. No. I, I was scared. I was, I was scared for the child. The mom scared me. I was scared for Cassie. I know. I know. The little girl, her name is Becca. She's she is so cute. a cute little blonde girl with the biggest little ears. I just wanted to just like pinch her little ears. And her mom is Chloe, also blonde with the sweetest little overbite. I just love the two of them together. I thought they were the cutest thing in the whole yes. world. Um, so then we're back at the police station, Sheriff, and the deputy are talking. They can't throw you under the bus for this. You had no reason to believe she was in danger. Well, as they see it, her husband came to me for help and I brushed him off. Mallory and Glenn were separated. There was no sign of foul play. But Glenn doesn't think I took him seriously and now he's gonna shout it from the rooftops. They're saying we tried to cover up her disappearance so you wouldn't look bad before the election. And he didn't look for a white woman. And we know that that's yep. from um, Patrice O'Neill himself. You got to look for the white women or people you get real mad. They get real mad, honey. If you do not find your Gabby Petito immediately, you're yeah. out. You're oh out. my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now the sheriff is like, okay, we got to get answers. Because basically he's like, I'm going to prove that I do my job, basically. <laughs> and so it's like, okay. So let's prove them wrong. I got a few more questions for Glenn. Oh, my God. So now, after the whole lovely meet-cute in the park, Cassie goes to meet Chloe, the woman, you know, the mom, and her husband, Tom, at their house. And they have a nice house. 
Well, naturally. But again, it's lifetime classic. But she like comments. Like Cassie's like, wow, this is a nice house. And it's like, girl, you live in a nice house. I know. That's what I thought too. I was like, like, Cassie, don't act like you. They're just different styles. Exactly. (laughs) But they meet Tom and Tom, he has evil face. Yeah. You know, and I think obviously that was a choice, right? You need him in there to be, it's like, who are you? What are you about? He says hello to Cassie and then immediately has to leave. My wife says you have a great deal of experience working with kids. I used to babysit all the time. I can get you references if you'd like. Oh, that'd be great. We know Becca's already excited. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah, it looks like I'm gonna have to cut this short. Was everything okay? He apparently designs parks and has what? to be supervised a build. <laughs> and I'm just obsessed with builds because lifetime husbands seem to only be lawyers architects or contractors. And I want to know if that's a company mandate. Does A&E say these are the jobs men are allowed to have? Yeah. And is it because like they seem like they could be called away at any second, but it's like a park. I don't feel like there's like a rush on parks. Like if you miss a deadline. I know. It's also like a government. You're getting paid by the government. You know, this isn't big. This is a big buddy. This is like you're in red tape for years. No. Chloe continues to be just like at a 10 like perkiness wise. Like (laughs) I truly was like, give me what Chloe is on because Chloe and like Chloe's been raising Becca. Um, she's been a stay at home mom. We find out she's a lawyer. Yeah. And it's like, girl, yeah, go back to work. (laughs) I know. know. Your daughter's sick. Becca's raised. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, Becca has school full time. So now you can. Yeah. I'm uh, like park money is paying for this house. No, this looks like lawyer money to me. (laughs) Unless Tom is like, taking kickbacks from a shady sheriff, you know? Well, like, that sounds I, right. Mm-hmm. You know, kickbacks from local organizations, definitely. Yes. So speaking of Tom's job, we go to the work site. So Tom goes to work. The sheriff is there with Glenn. So we find out that Glenn works for Tom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good morning, Sheriff. Tom, what's going on? Well, I invited Glenn to come down to the station to answer a few more questions about his wife's disappearance. Is that necessary? Is he in trouble? It's standard procedure to question a husband in cases like this. I reported it to you last week and you brushed me off. Glenn is obviously like annoyed because he's like, I told you she was missing and now you want to investigate me. And it's like, right now you you are the husband. You are the husband. I know, but it's also like, sir, could you widen your net? That's how I mean. Yeah, you're wasting your time. But it's like, he's like, why would it be me if I came to you four days ago? Like, I'm not trying to go to jail. So. But then Tom is like, you should go. If anything happens, call Chloe. Let's just stay cool. This has nothing to do with that article. The only way I'm going to find her is if I know every detail of what she did before she disappeared. That's right. He's trying to help. The second you feel like he's not, you get on the phone, you call Chloe. Short Sheriff Hayes wouldn't deny you your right to an attorney. Of course not. Then Cassie goes to visit her friend Lucy at the diner because the plan was initially for Cassie and Lucy to both spend the summer working at the diner, which they used to work out when they were in high school. And then Cassie's like, "Mm, I got a job. I talked to the new manager and you're good to start whenever. Actually, I am going to start babysitting for the pains. They have this cute little girl. She's like six. Mm -hmm. Cute. Well, you should bring her by. I'll hook you up with some free ice cream. Deal. (laughs) What I would love to know, though, is the hourly rate she's getting because... She ends up being called on to do so much that it's, I said, it needs this to is be not 25. At least. Yeah. At least. Yeah. And I don't think it is. No way. And we don't even get the information. And I really want to go eat at this diner. <laughs> this diner, I'd want Lucy to be my waitress. I want a piece of pie. I just like, 
the Apple Springs Diner called to me. <laughs> but they see the newspaper article about Mallory's missing and immediately get into it. Listen to this. Yeah, there's no way she went missing. She probably just ran off or something. Or she was kidnapped. In Apple Springs. People don't get kidnapped here. First time for everything. Yeah, she'll turn up. Give it a week. See, I am Lucy. I yeah. am the one who's like, maybe she was kidnapped. Right. And that's why I am this character. I don't understand this idea of like, not in this town. It's like, oh no, that's where it happens. Exactly. Actually. Exactly. The town where no one locks their doors and everyone lets everyone in. Okay. Oh, we, it happens. It towns everywhere. All everywhere. across the country and the world. Exactly. Um, it's happening. So yeah. So then Chloe texts Cassie um, asking her if she can start babysitting right now. I don't like that. I said, this okay. is not a good sign. This, this is, is starting off. It's like, okay, you're already a wild card. You can't stick to the schedule. You told me it would be part time. And now yeah. you asking me to stop what I'm doing. I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh. Well, and she's seen the house. So that's why we're like, the rate needs to be, have we discussed a rate? Exactly. Have we discussed if it's going to be like, you need to come right now? And the reason she needs her to come right now is because Chloe is going to go to the um, police station to help Glenn with his interview. Yeah, to be his legal counsel, you know? Um, and so Cassie and Becca, they have a sweet little time. They're playing hide and seek. The music gets real ominous. It's finally dark, right? So you get the mm -hmm. sense, okay, she's been there a long time, I guess. Yeah. And then, and also like Tom works late, but I'm like, what are you working late building a park? I mean. The, when the light is out, the light is out. The light is out. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The hours of this film do not make sense. Yeah. He's out. He's working so late for something that he should be done with by 5 p.m. But. Which is shady. But, so I guess yeah. actually like it's like. Maybe it does make sense and they're just trying to like be like, isn't that weird that Tom's right. not home? And that's so true. maybe I'm dumb. No, I think that's <laughs> the point because Tom gets home and is basically like, well, thanks again for stepping in. I don't know what we would have done today without you. Oh, of course. Speaking of which, are you free tomorrow? Looks like Chloe's going to be tied up again. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodnight to Cassie, Becca. Bye. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow, Becca. Great. You know, Cassie's booked. She's got the job. After she's done babysitting, Cassie and Lucy are running together at night. No. But at least they're together. Yes, at least it's two of them. But like, as we see what happens, they are like talking about it and being like, yeah, I just don't want to run alone at night because Mallory's missing. And then we get the point of view that someone is watching them. Yes, And yes. then, at, and they're, this is like in Cassie's front yard. And right. then we see a figure shift in the trees. Yeah. And then they have to sprint into the house and lock the door. Right, right, right. And they run into the house and you can tell that the door wasn't locked. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, they just they open left it right up. It unlocked. They just open it right up. I know. And it's like, ugh, it is one of those things where like when I see men running at night. Now, first of all, I'm not a runner. Yeah. But like when, but you know, in the heat of the summer and stuff, mm -hmm, it's like, mm -hmm. I would love to go for a walk at night. Uh-huh. Just not even an option. Not even on the table. I know. I know. Couldn't even try it. Couldn't even dream of it. The next night, Cassie is singing Little Becca to Sleep, and we do hear her sweet vocals. Oh, like, okay, she, Cassie, she's a musician. She's working it. Want to sing with me? <laughs> yeah. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. And then... Later, Cassie's like downstairs with her guitar doing some songwriting, which I was full like- Full volume. Full volume. I'm like, <laughs> the little girl has to sleep. Would you do a full volume with the guitar? She hears a voice on the baby monitor saying- Come back to sleep. Don't worry. I'll be back for you. 
It's like a male voice. Cassie hears that. Of course, the music is at a 10. She grabs a fire poker, which I call lifetime bingo, because you always got to have a fire poker handy. Mm -hmm. And she like goes into Becca's room and she, the little girl's room, and then she looks under the bed and the little girl's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm looking for monsters. And so she looks under there, she doesn't see anything. And I will say like, I was very surprised in this moment. Why is there a baby monitor? (laughs) This is what I'm saying. I was shocked. I'm like six. You're still. I'm still gonna need a baby monitor. (laughs) No, because when your kid is six, they will just yell, "Mom!" Yeah, or they get out of the bed. Like at six, you're fully potty trained. Right. You know where your parents' bedroom is. (laughs) I'm sure it's a safety thing. I don't want my kid to have a baby monitor at six because I don't want to hear him. (laughs) It, It is really creepy hearing the voiceover it. Well, of course, because it's like, okay, someone's in the house. And so then Cassie, she's like searching around the house. And I'm going to tell you, initially what I do like about this, you know, I always like when the protagonist is smart. And, and takes do it serious. Takes it seriously. Yeah. So I do like that. So she's got her, he, she, you know, she's got her fire, fire poker, but she's like breathing heavy. She got tears rolling down her cheeks. I'm <laughs> like, Cassie, calm down, girl. This we haven't even me. found nothing yet. No, we this was, I, I used to babysit all the time in high school and I was t- terrified all like with the phone ring i'd be like that's it it's scream like i was i was like i'm gonna die every single night like if i had heard that i would have abandoned becca i would have been like (laughs) gone calling my parents to come back from france (laughs) so i really related to cassie well i thought it was so funny because then as she's doing that the pains you know chloe and tom come back in the house and they're like, okay. Because she has a poker. On? She's like about to stab them with their own fire poker. And she's like breathing like she's about to pass out. <laughs> they're like, and then, uh, is Becca alive? Exactly. I was just about to call you guys. I heard this voice on the baby monitor. I looked around. I, I couldn't find it. Uh, I should have warned you. Yeah, this happens sometimes. What? There's a new baby next door and our monitor sometimes crosses signals with theirs. Yeah, the first time it happened, we actually called the police. It was pretty creepy. Thank God. Good to know you're ready to fight him off, though. Yeah, I hope it wasn't too terrifying for you. Yeah, I'm just waiting for my heart to stop beating so fast. I bet. So the fact that these signals are crossing and the fact that your child is six years old... Turn it off. Get rid of the monitor. You don't need it. You don't need it. Okay. Yeah, you don't... um, It's time. Also, I don't think a dad says to a newborn, go to sleep, I'll come back for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's, like, not... I think it's, like... I need a baby boo. <laughs> you have a baby pee in your pants. Like, it just didn't seem like he was talking to a baby, but sure, whatever, Chloe and Tom. Exactly. <laughs> I cannot believe it. I'm like, there's, the thing is, this baby monitor, when we see it, it has like stickers on it that Becca put. If, if the child is old enough to be decorating the baby monitor, it's time for it to go. <laughs> right, right. Oh my God, it is too much. So then... The next day, Becca and Cassie are having a magical day. They're like besties. They're, They're playing fully soccer. In love. They're doing drawings. Cute, cute, cute. But then Chloe is not home when she's supposed to be. So then she's, you know, so Cassie stays around. So again, I'm like, is she getting overtime? Then Tom yeah. gets in later. Chloe's still not there. Cassie hasn't heard from Chloe, but Tom is like, When's mommy coming home? Oh, I'm sure she'll be home any minute. Have you heard from her? Nah, but this used to happen all the time. Remember? She got caught up at work and lose track of time. Okay, well, I should be getting home. But I will see you tomorrow. Bye, Cassie. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, of course. I promise it won't happen again. No problem. 
She's not, what? She's not even back at work. Thank you. I was like, she's not hanging out with Glenn this long. Like, this doesn't uh, make any sense. So again, and so then Cassie leaves. Then the very next day, Cassie gets back to the pain house and Tom is talking to the sheriff. Sheriff, this is our babysitter, Cassie. Where's Becca? She's watching TV in the other room. I don't want her to hear this. Chloe never came home last night and now she's not picking up her phone. What? She left work at four yesterday and no one's seen her since. Now we've got two missing white gals. Honey, that's too many, too, too many. In Apple Springs. And it's like, Apple Springs is not big. Right. And we got two gals we cannot find. And their husbands work together and seemingly like know each other. You know, like, yeah, they have cross paths. The sheriff is useless. The sheriff is basically just like, were you guys happy? Yeah. Would there be a reason for her to leave you like immediately? You know, the sheriff is like, what did you do, Tom? And so mm-hmm. naturally, Tom is pissed. And so I think it's time I went home. I told you, I'm not just going to sit at home and wait for the phone to ring. What would you do? I need you to calm down. I calm down. When you tell me where my wife is, I'm going to do everything I can to find Chloe. But if you can't control yourself, I'm going to have you escorted out. Now, is that what I need to do? Or are you going to hold it together? Oh, he he goes he's he goes to attend fast. Yeah. And then he asks Cassie if she can spend the night mm-hmm. to look after Becca. He's like, there's extra, you know, there's like clean sheets in the guest room. And it's like, do you get paid per hour you're there? This is what I'm saying. <laughs> we want this is the what finances. I'm saying. That's what I need to know. Cause and, and and you know, Cassie's always like, um, and then Tom is like, Well, I could just use some help. Like, he's constantly got a reason that she's like, okay, fine. Okay, fine. Yeah. Why are you at their house? You just started babysitting two days ago and you're spending the night? Also, you're a 21-year-old, like, hottie back in your hometown. I know you have shit to do. Like, I know, like, I know, Lucy, eh, eh, there's, like, parties to go to. Yeah. There's an ex to see. Yeah. Someone has a boat. Like, you and Becca, honestly, you're love bombing each other. It's too fast. (laughs) Your relationship has gone from zero to 60 too fast. I would not, also, I wouldn't want to stay in this house where this woman just went missing. I know. Thank you. Where you're hearing creeps on the baby monitor. This is not a safe place. You all need to relocate to a hotel. And we don't know what Tom's story is. Like, she spent zero minutes with Tom at this point, and she's going to sleep in the same house as him? I know, and he's, like, so quick to bring her over that I was like, okay, what is he doing with her? Do you know what I mean? Like, you assume he's going to do something, but Cassie thinks she's going to be okay, and so Cassie is in the guest room, playing the guitar and singing at full volume, how is Becca ever sleeping? And so then she like notices there's a picture of Chloe on the nightstand in the guest room. Staring at her. (laughs) But now that's a strange picture to have in the guest room, don't you think? It is. Yeah, and like the thing is, you and I, we're performers. Um, We make a living off of our like personas and faces. I have no photos of just me. (laughs) And like, I love myself. Like, like, there's just not, like, I'm, like, looking around right now. I'm like, no, my mom's in that one. Yeah. No, that's CJ and me. Just, like, a loose photo of me in a guest room. I I don't know, Chloe. I know. It's too much. Then the next day, Cassie and Becca are in the park, and Tom comes by, and then Becca is, like, missing for half a second. Don't know why we needed that scene, but okay. And then back Becca, has, Becca doesn't know her mom is missing either. I think that's yes. important to yes, point yes, out. Yes, and yes. I guess I don't know how you tell a six-year-old. So, like, Becca is throughout this film being like, when's mom coming home (laughs) for, like, 
a week. And they're like, she's at work. You know, like. It's like, we don't know. Yeah, One they just day. like never tell her what's up. And she also is just kind of like, okay, well, Cassie's here. And it's like, um, Becca, don't you miss mommy? Like, But then she does get a little nervous because you know how like later there's a moment too where her dad is leaving. She's like, dad, are you coming home? Yeah. Dad, are yeah. you going to be back? So now you're like, okay, she is like affected What's by this emotionally. On? She's like, okay, my parents just leave sometimes and don't yeah. come back. So I'm a little stressed out. <sighs> so back at the house, the sheriff comes back to question Tom yet again, and Cassie's eavesdropping. So you don't mind talking some more? Hey, I'll tell you anything that will help you find Chloe. What would you like to know? Well, we talked to Chloe's coworkers. I was hoping to get in touch with some of her friends outside of work. I'm afraid she didn't have very many friends. She used to work all the time, and now with Becca, she doesn't get out very much. Well, that sounds pretty isolated. Would you, uh, say your wife seemed happy? Why would you ask me something like that? I'm just, just trying to get a full picture of the situation. Yeah, she's happy. Two of you weren't having any problems. What kind of problems? I know this is difficult, but how you should be as honest. That's exactly what you did to Glenn, isn't it? You tried to convince him that Mallory simply ran off, and look what happened. We're trying to figure out if the disappearances are related. How couldn't they be? Look, I have a very happy family and a very happy marriage. I'm telling you, something happened to my wife, Sarah. <laughs> That's just his motive for that, Literally, he's like, he's, he's like, they like, don't like you. I don't want to look for these bitches. So I'm just <laughs> going to be like, Which, did their husband suck? And, and they left. They left. <laughs> they left. It's like. They left. Also, it's like she left her six-year-old daughter. It's like right what are you that about? she was a stay-at-home mom for and has a law degree. I don't think so. Exactly. Okay, so Cassie goes home. Her parents are still in town. Well, I was <laughs> shocked by this. I was like, I thought they'd been in France for ten days at this point. <laughs> They're like, Cassie, do you really need to be like this wrapped up in this right. missing woman's disappear? Like, case? right, right. Are the reinforcements here yet? Sorry, what? Well, parents or someone. There must be someone coming to town to help him out. I don't know. I mean, he never mentioned anything about Becca's grandparents. I didn't really think that was an option. Not even a family friend? I don't think he has a lot of people in his life. Really? What? We're just concerned. I, this kind of thing, honey, could get very messy. We don't want you to get too involved. Yeah, I know, but I'm only there for Becca. Okay, her mom literally just went missing. Someone has to be there for her. And that's why we love you. Yeah, and I love you too. Also, like, they don't say this, but I would also be like, I don't know if you need to be staying at this man's house. Exactly, exactly. If anything, I'm like, the daughter, you, the parents, I'd be like, the daughter can come stay here. You can have little sleepovers with her in our house. Yeah. But you can't be staying up in the house with this strange man you do not know whose wife has gone missing. This don't make no sense. And who is being interviewed actively by the police. <laughs> right, right. You know? But she's like, but then Cassie, again, as you said, they're love bombing each other. So Cassie's like, well, I can't leave Becca alone. I have to be there for her. You it's can. like, okay, you just met her three days ago. I need you to can leave her alone. You know, you can. Yeah. So the very next day, Tom drops Becca off at Cassie's house. So we like that. To spend the night. And Becca has her little backpack. And inside <laughs> is a bunch of her mother's stuff. Yeah. Now, I just... How, Megan, did Tom not pack her bag? I don't understand. I think we're supposed to believe like Tom is just like not keeping it together. Right. And so like he. He was it... like, go get ready to leave. Right. And it's like, you know, <laughs> when you let a kid pack for a trip, 
And there's like four stuffed animals and no underwear. And you're like, well, this is what we have. And so I think maybe he thought that was going to happen. But what actually she packed is like, there was like some sort of office tool. I and like then, a makeup compact. Yes. Which it's like, she can have that. That's cute. And then a prescription bottle um, filled with pills. <laughs> And she's like, where'd you get this? She's like, those are mommies. Um, And so Cassie's like, oh, okay, you play for a second in like my childhood room. I'll I'll be right back. So Cassie goes to look up what the pills are and they're antidepressants. And she's like, oh, no. And I'm like, hate this, (laughs) bitch. (laughs) I hate this. Okay. Lifetime, they love using antidepressant. As like a, a clue a that someone flag. might be crazy or like yeah. have run off. And I'm like, I'm sorry, honey. Well, Buchan and Lexapro, they just help me get out of bed. They don't make right. me want to take to the open road and start a new life. Like if you, f- you listen, you're going to find my generic Lexapro. Thank you. Uh-huh. And and you're they're going to go, Megan was crazy. And it's like, I am crazy. And it's not because of Lexapro. Okay. <laughs> it's because of a lot of other shit. And you're not even going to find that in the house because you know what? It's in my brain. Exactly. So yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm glad for Chloe. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like. She's got an antidepressant. It'd be like different if she had like a mood stabilizer or something that was like, not even a mood stabilizer. I think that would be fine too. I'm just like, why are you acting like an antidepressant is like, oh, well, this changes everything. Because I, listen to them at the diner. Listen to the listen to Lucy and Cassie at the diner, honey. They're so bored in Apple Springs. They just make a shit up. Listen to this. When Becca came over, she had a bunch of her mom's stuff with her, like, like jewelry and perfume and a bottle of pills. What kind of pills? For depression. Okay, they were prescribed to Chloe. Maybe she was going through a rough time. Did Tom mention that to the sheriff? No. If, if Chloe was going through a rough time before she went missing, then why wouldn't Tom say anything? Maybe he's scared the sheriff will stop looking if he thinks she did something to herself. She's... Okay, the first day I met her, she said something really weird to me. What? She wanted to feel like her own person again. What? Let her have pills. Let her have pills. I said earlier in the film, get me what Chloe is on. Like, it's working. She's she's happy. She's loving life. Absolutely. Oh, my God. So after they had their time at the diner, Cassie and Becca, they get back to Tom's house. And you see Tom and Glenn, both the husbands with missing wives, in a heated (laughs) conversation. And Glenn is, like, threatening Tom. You think I had something to do with this? I didn't say that. It sure as hell sounded like it. Glenn? You know my daughter, Becca? This is her babysitter, Cassie. Nice to meet you. Glenn was just leaving. I'm warning you. You're threatening me in front of my daughter in my own house. I'll do what I have to do. Glenn leaves, and then Cassie shows Tom the pills. Like, hey, these were in her bag. And he was like, oh, my God, I can't believe Becca, like, got those pills. And also, she had some postpartum issues. Um, and yeah, he wasn't freaked out by them is the point, right? Right. Like, and Cassie's yeah. like, um, this was refilled two weeks ago. And Becca's <laughs> sick. So I think this is not postpartum related. Uh, and then that prompts him to be like, hey, can you just, like, move into the house and stay here for a while? <laughs> what? I know. And she's like, what? And he's like. My head's not right, and I'm worried about Becca, especially after this. I don't know. I I hate to ask, 
but I just let my daughter take a bottle of pills without even noticing. Can't let anything happen to her, too. I get it. Um, of course I'll stay. I don't even know how to begin to thank you. And at this point, Becca still does not know her mother is missing. And I am thinking Becca needs to see like a child psychiatrist or right. child well, therapist. She needs to see. She, can't she talk to the person at the police station that's like, draw what you're feeling? You know, right. like those people that we see on SVU. We need her to talk to them because it's like Tom and Cassie tag teaming. This is not this is not yeah. getting Becca the emotional and mental support, support that she yeah, needs. She needs. Absolutely. So Cassie, um, it's like the next morning and Cassie goes for a run in the woods and it's daytime, but they, it's still but the no. woods. It's right. empty woods. Okay. And where we know where... a sweater of a missing woman has been found. Thank you. I mean, you know, when I said it first, I thought, okay, Cassie's taking things seriously, but now she's up in here in the woods running where somebody died or at least got took. And I'm like, okay, well, Cassie, you don't seem to be all there. And then guess what? Guess who's just happens to be in the woods? Glenn. Because he's like, hey, hey, don't I know you? Like taps her on the shoulder. And is creepy as hell, y'all. Yeah. Listen to this. I grew up around these woods. I know them better than anyone. I know where someone might go if they were trying to hide something. I should really get going. My parents are expecting me any minute. I thought your parents were out of town. How do you know that? Well, it's, it's a small town, remember? Look, I... I shouldn't have gone over to Tom's the other day. It was, uh... It was wrong. And if I knew you and Becca were gonna show up... Tom thinks I had something to do with this. I don't think that's true. Well, Sheriff Hayes, he's been against me from the start. Oh, okay. God, Glenn. Glenn, that is, you're wild. No wonder they think you did this. Exactly. Like, Glenn's intense the whole the whole time. He's like kind of sweaty and angry and breathing yeah. heavy. Like, it's like Glenn is unhinged from the moment we first see him. To the last moment we see to him. The last, it's where you're like, okay, he is dangerous in some capacity. And to have the audacity of like, you guys think I did it? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you seem crazy. And you just said, I grew up in these woods. Exactly. Like, you're a wild man. I know where you could hide something. It's like, okay, well. Can I circle back to something that I just had a thought on? Cassie and Lucy want to move to Los Angeles. They're going to need to get used to people being on pills. Okay, <laughs> so like they need to take Apple Springs yeah. viewpoint on pills because, ladies, I'm here to tell you it, this is the pill capital of the world, and I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking good, bad, indifferent. We don't even know what the pills are doing. Exactly, okay? Valley so, of the Dolls, Valley of the Dolls. Normalize pills before you move to Studio City. <laughs> and now I'm, and now I'm back to. So now Cassie is in the kitchen. They're looking at like the paper together and Mallory and Chloe are both on the front page. And it's like, yeah. how are we and still it's keeping like, this missing women. Yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> I at six you can read and you can definitely recognize a picture of your mom. <laughs> and then Cassie is like, oh yeah. Well, when I was talking to Glenn in the woods and Tom is like, like, what? Did you talk to Glenn? This morning I was out running in the woods and he was just there. You shouldn't be out running in those woods right now, not alone. I know, I didn't know that's where they found Mallory's sweater. What was he doing there? He just said that he was looking for something that the police may have missed. And he also wanted me to tell you that he's sorry. What is Glenn sorry for? For yelling in front of Becca. Just promise me you're going to stay away from those woods for now. Especially Glenn. And at this moment, though, it's like Becca comes comes down 
you know, she's like up for the day. I'm like, there's no day camp. There's no Apple Springs day camp. There's no do friend. Else with Becca. There's no friend that she has play dates with. <laughs> no. Yeah, because she's been she's going into first grade. Yeah, you know, like she's been in pre K, kindergarten. Yeah, she has friends. There's got to be something. There's got to at least be a half day day camp, something where you take the kids on a field trip. Absolutely. I mean, she's just get, her and Cassie. Get Becca in a canoe. <laughs> Pack a lunch. We're going. There's woods too. There's woods, and everyone Annie. loves these woods. <laughs> take Becca to the woods. <laughs> But instead, where do they nope, go? The diner. The diner. That's <laughs> where, where she goes. Every kid wants to spend their summer. <laughs> Just with retired men that think Jimmy Carter's still president. Oh, my God. They're sitting there at the counter, you know, talking to Lucy, probably getting some free ice cream. We love that connection. So Cassie and Becky are having a chit chat. And then there's like a dude who's like sitting by himself at a table and he's like keeps looking over at them. Yeah, staring at, at them, but like happily. But like weird. Yeah. He's, he looks he looks creepy to me. He has yes. a creepy face immediately. Yes. Even yes. if you're saying he's looking happy, I was like, no, I don't like this vibe. Something is wrong. You can be happy and look creepy. That's true. <laughs> I, I That's mean, true. the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes over, he introduces himself. I didn't mean to ambush you. My name's Jim Gideon. I'm a friend of Chloe's. Cassie, I'm Becca's babysitter. Pleasure to meet you. How do you know Chloe? I'm Chloe's therapist. I try not to get involved in my clients' lives, but she showed me so many pictures of Becca, I felt like I had to do something. Could you join me for a minute? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Also, I'm gonna look so many pictures of Becca. So is Chloe. I mean, yes, of course, a parent would show you their child. But when we say so many pictures, that leads me to believe it's like, is Chloe like scrolling through her phone the entire session? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and then he's like, can I talk to you for a second? So um, like, Becca what? like stays at the counter and she's actually not like what? I think she needs to be more like what? Because she like, goes to sit in the booth with him and she's true. like, was Chloe depressed? And he's like, well, you know, I can't really say anything. And then goes on to say everything. Right. Just like everyone who was claiming HIPAA violations earlier in the year, this actually is a HIPAA violation. Absolutely. And he's like, I can't get into it, but Tom is bad. I oh, know. <laughs> Tom is crazy. I would get away from him. Do not talk to him again about the medication. Do not yes. tell him that you and I spoke. So it's like, what on earth? Please be careful. Did Tom do something? I wish I could explain it. I have to get back to work. Look, if you or Becca ever need anything, please call me. Tell me what's going on. What happened? I'm sorry. I'm glad Becca has you to look out for her. Please don't tell Tom we spoke. I won't. Sorry to run like this. Keep in touch. It's also crazy because to me, there had been no... Again, we only got one scene with Chloe and Tom, or like two before she went missing, and there's no indication that they have problems. Like, there's no attitude. Even when he meets Cassie and then has to immediately leave, she's not, like, annoyed or she's not like, Tom is never here. So there's no sense no. that there's really problems in the relationship. Yeah, she's the happiest mom I've ever seen on Lifetime. <laughs> um, okay, so then we're back at the house and Cassie is giving Lucy the lowdown of <laughs> all of the HIPAA violations the therapist um, right. unloaded. And naturally, Lucy's like, all right, you got to get out of here. Like, exactly. you do not need to be living with this man that a therapist is afraid of. Right, right. And Cassie's like, well, I don't have any proof. And it's like, bitch, you're not the cops. Exactly. Like, you you can just go, proof. I don't like you. I'm out of exactly. here. Exactly. And she doesn't want to leave Becca, who still does not know that her mother <laughs> is missing. <laughs> like, 
What? Oh my God. And so then just as they're getting this conversation, the sheriff comes by and wants to ask her some questions. Why her? Also, he barely asks any questions because she goes, what's this about? And he's like, we found Chloe's car abandoned off a service road and want to talk to Tom. And it's like, okay, well, you just told me everything and you have no questions. And then Tom comes in a couple minutes later and he seems to be drunk. He's immediately (laughs) angry at the sheriff because she's like, well, we found her car. Where were you? And so, of course, Tom is like, is there any sign of her? No, nothing obvious, but we're pulling prints of DNA now. Thanks for letting me know. Make it a habit to come home drunk at two in the afternoon. I think that's any of your business, Sheriff. Are you investigating Glenn like this too? Yeah, we're pursuing all possible leads. Good. Because you know he came in here yelling at me and making threats. You saw him, right? Right? Yeah, well, that isn't relevant. How is that not relevant? He comes into my home. throws a brick through their window and on the brick is a note that says I know what you did wow what this is a lot yeah this is a lot (laughs) back to back this is an intense sequence of events yeah we got sheriff rolling up unannounced dad drunk during the daytime (laughs) dad says 2 p.m 2 p.m right Glenn probably did blaming Glenn and then a random brick in the middle of the day to throw a brick in the middle of the day is I, I like I've never even heard of that I know, also like in a quiet suburb, too. It's like, there's no way someone didn't see you. But I will tell you this right now, you guys. We never find out who threw the brick. Oh, we, we never don't. know. No. We don't. We do not find out who threw the brick. And that's insane to me. Should we take a break here? I guess so. There was a lot going on with the brick and everything. Yeah, let's take a little pause. We'll be back. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Okay, so the brick is laying on the floor. It's also, (laughs) like, dawning on me. Like, we haven't, no one has gone to the police station. Like, the sheriff just loves to be out and about. He loves he does a house call. So many house calls. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And do you think that's because it's election season? So he's just like, I gotta be seen, I gotta be active. <laughs> he's like, I'm running all over town. But then, like, after the brick, Cassie is like putting Becca to bed at night. And Becca's like, Will you stay with me? So it's like obviously like, Becca is like afraid. Cause she's like, people are just like, my mom's left. I don't know why. Bricks are coming through the window. Exactly. She's, so she's like, will you just be close to me? It's like, I don't yeah. mind you, Becca, girl. No. And if I was Cassie, I'd be like, yeah, I'll stay with Becca. <laughs> she's the only one that doesn't seem insane. And so Cassie, like, gets in the bed with Becca. She ends up falling asleep, and she wakes up after a little bit to find Tom 
standing in the doorway. He's just back from the sheriff's Creepy. office. So obviously he's been to the office. Yes. But it's like, you can't tell it's Tom at first. Yeah. And it's just like this very ominous, like the dynamic between babysitter <laughs> and dad is already fraught. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah, yeah, already yeah. a loaded one. Yeah. And then yeah. to just be like standing, staring at her. Tom, what the fuck? Tom, Glenn, Dick, and Harry, get it together. (laughs) I know. So then Tom's like, I'll stay with Becca. So then Cassie goes down to her guest room. And then what she notices, there is a picture, a framed picture of Mallory, the woman who has been missing for over five or six days, where the picture of Chloe used to be. That was creepy. What? It was like, who got in here? Who did this? She immediately calls Tom and is like, look at this. They took Chloe's photo. Should be touching that, the fingerprints. The fingerprints are already on it. I laid it down, remember? No. Before, I laid it down. You stood it back up. I, it just felt weird with her staring at me all the time. Yes. I've never stood it back up. I didn't even notice you did that. The monitor. The voice. The voice on the baby monitor, okay? Someone broke in even before Chloe went missing. We have to call the sheriff. Just hang on. What do you mean, hang on? I mean, Someone's been breaking into your house. Yeah, I know. And I just need a minute to think about it, okay? It's it's complicated. What do you mean it's complicated? Just give me the night to decide what to do. What's going on here? Why? Yeah, why, why doesn't he want to go to the But sheriff? honestly, I said, I wouldn't trust that sheriff to bring me a pizza. I'm with Tom. I say, the sheriff don't do nothing. Why would I call the sheriff when he has proven that he don't do nothing? Yes, but if you're in Cassie's position, you are like, it's weird that Tom doesn't want to go to the sheriff. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, but it's also like, what? The sheriff? Look, there's a picture here. What's the sheriff go do? Well, nothing. But I would also just like want someone outside. You know, when they offer that up, like we'll have an officer outside. I know that doesn't yeah. do anything either. I think that would give me maybe a little peace of mind. A little peace of mind, yeah. Oh, well, boy. Okay, so um, Cassie goes back to Becca's room. <laughs> She's like, it's yeah. safe in here. There's a baby monitor. And <laughs> then um, she puts a chair up against the door. So like not right. even Tom can get in. Exactly. Then the next day, Cassie calls Jim, Chloe's therapist. Hello. Jim? It's Cassie. Is everything all right? Um, not really. Someone put a brick through Tom's window last night and then broke into the house. Does the sheriff know? About some of it. But not all. He thinks it's a prank. But I think he's scared he's going to seem guilty. But you and Becca aren't safe if someone's breaking into the house. I didn't know what to do. You won't listen to me. Don't worry. I'll talk to him. Everything will be okay. Okay. This call was crazy. Exactly. I was like, how do you talk to Tom? But then he calls back and he's like, Tom's going to go to the sheriff. And I'm like, I would have loved to have heard that conversation. Me too. Because there's a part of me that's like, did that conversation happen? How would Jim have even talked to Tom if he hates him? And then... Jim is like, why don't you come by my office so I could have some more HIPAA violations? I would yeah. love to just tell you more information that you should know. Jim gives Cassie a lot of tea in his office. Listen to this. I told you to be careful around Tom because he has a history of inappropriate behavior. Inappropriate behavior? It's one of the things Chloe spoke with me about. What kind of inappropriate behavior? Nothing criminal. But given what happened yesterday, I'm Sure, the truth will come out on its own before too long. Wait, like finding the photo of Mallory? Were they seeing each other? All I can say is, I'd advise you to keep a safe distance from Tom. 
Focus on Becca. However this turns out for Tom, it isn't your responsibility. You're bad. See, this is, I don't trust Jim. Jim no, is too either. forthcoming. He's too messy. Yeah. Therapists don't act like this. Like They don't. If anything, therapists are like, oh, I can't tell you anything because it's patient confidentiality. Exactly. And you'll be like, I need to know something. The woman's missing. And they'll be like, I can't tell you. And it's Jim's <laughs> just like at the diner in his office going to the park where construction's happening. Like, he's a gossip. He is. He's also got a murderous vibe. As I was watching this, I was thinking about your joke about how like, yes, you cannot trust Male therapists. <laughs> male therapists. <laughs> that's not your joke. No, but, but that's it. I said, you will never, you will never have a male therapist. I will never have a male therapist. I will not pay money to talk to a man. Yeah. No good can come of it. And you know what? I am seeing Jim now out here giving all your business. I right. said, no good can come of it, right? So That's how I feel about a male gynecologist too. And I well, know absolutely. I have friends that go to a male gynecologist and, you know, mm. I know Ooh. men can be doctors too. But it's like, I just need some, if I you're going to be in that part, I need you to have that part. Exactly. You know, I just I know. do. For safety and security. I know. Yeah. I know. I feel you. So Tom comes in the house. He's talking to Cassie. Becca's like upstairs, I guess, taking a little nap or whatever. And then there's like a frantic knock on the door, which is like, oh, I'm not letting you in. But of course he opens it and it's Glenn. And he like, ah, storms <laughs> in, storms into Tom's house and is like, did you tell the sheriff I've been breaking into your house? I'm pretty sure he came up with that theory all by himself. Are you trying to set me up, Tom? I just want to know what happened to my wife. I have a funny feeling you already know that. What is that supposed to mean? Well, I'm guessing whatever happened, you're the one that did it. Get out of my house. Get out of my house, Glenn! No, I think, I think we have more to discuss. Were you sleeping with my wife? How do I know it wasn't you? Answer the question! And Cassie's like hiding behind a post and she dials a number, which I'm assuming is the police. And then Glenn pulls out a gun and a has a gun. gun on Tom, honey. Broad like, daylight. Admit what you did. Admit what you did. And then Cassie attempts to wrestle the gun away from Glenn. <laughs> What'd you do to Mallory, Tom? Cassie, no. Cassie, girl, you don't have the skills. And then he knocks her back. She hits her head on the post very hard. Yeah. Tom, which like kind of distracts like slides the slides down. Yeah, distracts the whole situation. Tom goes to check on her and then the sheriff's like, I'm here. Drop your weapon. I said, put the gun down. is this bitch getting paid? I need to see Cassie cash one check. Okay. Right. At least cash one check with everything that's going on. An envelope of hundreds. Thank you. Because I'm like, what are you doing with all this? I haven't even seen you get a dime. Why are you still there? It's just. Why I mean, do you believe Tom? That's what I don't understand. It's like, yeah. why do you, uh, uh, why do you believe Glenn? Why do you believe Tom? Why do you believe the sheriff? Why do you believe Jim? Like someone is bad, Cassie. You got to pick somebody. Exactly. Tom. What was this all about you and Mallory having an affair? Did you tell me? He sounded pretty incoherent. Well, what would make him think that you were seeing his wife behind his back? I don't know. I mean, honestly, he just sounded crazy. You'd have to be to come in here waving a gun. Well, I'm just glad everyone's all right. You mind coming down the station with me? Are you okay here? I'm fine. Yeah, just go. Let's get this over with. So Tom 
ends up going with the sheriff, I'm assuming to press charges against Glad. And so while he's gone, Cassie decides to go snooping around the house. No, leave, bitch. Leave. Thank you. Thank leave. you. Leave. Well, she finds a bunch of pictures like in a box in Tom's closet and the pictures of him and Mallory and the words killer and cheater have been written on the pictures and marker. So Tom, who gave him those pictures? Why did you keep these? Why are these in a box? Also, it's like, Okay, so you were cheating with Mallory. So that's the only time we know that, right? Because there's been no... I mean, Glenn barges in, but because Glenn has seemed so unhinged, it was like, okay, where are you coming from with all this? So you see the picture, he's like, oh, okay, so I guess he was cheating on Mallory. But of course, Tom plays it off. Like, where he's like, when the when the sheriff is like, was there something going on between you and Mallory? And Tom's like, huh, he sounded crazy to me. It's like, okay, well. Why would you keep those photos? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't them. understand. Burn the photos. Because so I'm like, does, Ka- does Chloe know? Exactly. Well, Maybe she question. did just leave. <laughs> so then Tom comes back in the house and he's like clearly upset. And then he starts kind of making comments. He's mad at Cassie for like going to talk to Jim, the therapist. Yeah. And it's just like. You know, Chloe was always calling Jim too. So always telling him what a bad communicator I was. Not a hands-on father. Tom. She finally stopped seeing him two years ago. This is what she said. You're so much like her. You both went running to him. I didn't go running to him. I had no idea who he was. It's all my fault. Is that what he said? Of course not. Is that what he said? Because I was a good husband. I took care of her. I loved her. Loved Cassie, like, kind of, you know, shakes him off. And then she goes into her guest room, packs her backpack, grabs Becca. Wow. Oh, yeah, because this is all happening, right? Because then Tom is, like, face down on the couch. So I guess he got drunk again. I, that's the what I'm imagining. <laughs> yeah, he got drunk again. And so he's, like, face on the couch. And so while he's face down on the couch, Cassie's like, I'm going to pack my backpack. She grabs Becca, yeah. puts her in the car, drives Becca to her parents' house. Yep. And she has Lucy meet her there. And it's like, Lucy, you watch Becca. And then she calls Jim the therapist. Right. And goes to his house. Why do you trust Jim? I do also, not understand. You just kidnapped a child. Yes. That's kidnapping. That's is kidnapping ki- through and through. It is kidnapping. And sorry, Becca, I'm leaving you. You know, like, yeah, the, yeah. I can't, like, yeah. I'm not going to go down for kidnapping. Also, I got to get out of here. Like, right, this is right. a bonkers bananas. Right. And I got to go. If anything, like, leave Becca and call the sheriff and be like, can someone go get Becca? Exactly. Can someone watch this kid? Also, it's like, why, as you said, why does she trust Jim? There's nothing about Jim that is like inherently trustworthy. No. You've seen how he violates his other patient's trust. Why do you think this is a good man? And also, I'm like, why are you going to his house? Like, why do you think he's protection? I don't understand the choice to go to Jim's home. And she gets to his house and it's like very horse farm feeling. It's It's a rural, rural, honey. And it's like, ugh, no. That's what I said Jim did it. Yeah. Because why do you live in the middle of nowhere in a town of Apple Springs? There's barely much in Apple Springs. So the fact that you're like out in the middle of nowhere by choice and you're a doctor, I'm like, okay, what are you up to? He did it. I was like, no way. So Jim and Cassie are like, you know, she's giving him the lowdown. And then he's like, where's Becca? At my parents' house. My friend Lucy's watching her. Oh, you shouldn't have left her there. It isn't safe. It's okay. He doesn't know where my parents live. And it's like, why are you so obsessed with Becca? Yeah, you don't know her. 
Exactly. Uh, you're not a child th- psychiatrist either. Exactly. You're grown women. And men, I'm sure, but it seems like only women. Mm, yeah. Um. So then he's like, Tom's outside. What is it? Tom just pulled up. Quinn, you have to hide. I'll tell him you're not here. Down here. I'll get Wait, what? Hurry. In the basement? Hurry. No, I'm not getting in the basement. Let go of me. Make this so There it is. He forces her in the basement, locks her in. Well, well, well. And now downstairs, what do she we finds get? Photo shrine. We love it. We photo love, shrine. Yes. We Lifetime love, bingo. Yes. Photo shrine. Photo shrine. Leave no doubt, Jim. Leave, have photos everywhere in your basement. Yep. Sure. Yep. Photos of Chloe. Photos of Mallory. Photos yes. of Becca. And then All she right. sees one of those um, freezers that people in the Midwest like store extra meat yeah. in. Like an ice box? Is that what it is? Well, it's just like a one of those ones where it's like, we got too much meat. Right. And so <laughs> you just like pull it, you know, it's, yeah. um, yeah, it's like a chest. Yeah. And there's blood on it. And so that's yeah. not great. And then nope. um, she opens it and there's a, a dead woman's body in there. You Mallory. know it was Mallory. I, did, I was not able... Honestly, the makeup was so good. She looked like um, Mr. Freeze in Batman. Like <laughs> yes, her yes, eyebrows yes. had like really cool, like yeah. ice crystals. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I yeah. was like, how did you know that was Mallory? Well, that's I... the only other woman in the damn movie. Chloe. That's the only reason why I was like, well, because Chloe's blonde and that woman had brown hair. I thought and Mallory it was blue. had brown hair. I honestly thought it was blue. <laughs> I thought everything was blue. Because I, I was like, wow, that's like a great Halloween costume. <laughs> oh my God. So then, of course, she freaks out. She's, like, screaming. Then Cassie, like, hears a noise. And so she goes to, like, a side room. I mean, come on. Expansive basement. Only for yeah. murderers. She hears a noise. She goes to a side room where she finds Chloe alive, <laughs> yeah. bound and gagged on a mattress on the floor. Yeah. She rips the she rips the tape off her mouth, which did not seem to hurt at all. So I was really happy about that. <laughs> but before she can, like, actually free her, Jim comes in. <laughs> And he immediately begins his murderer monologue. Listen to this. Why? I spent my entire life listening to women tell me their problems. They always complain about the men they're with. Yet not one woman ever stopped to think that maybe the man they're meant to be with was sitting with them. Tom cheated on his wife. And then I get to come home to an empty house. It's not fair. Isn't she a great kid? As soon as I have Becca, the three of us will be together and we'll be the family where I was supposed to be. I know. Okay, see? And this is why we don't have a male therapist. Yeah. Okay. And, and it's like, I, it, this is another shaky motive for me because it's mm-hmm. like, Jim, honey, you have a job, mm-hmm. you have a house, mm-hmm. you could get a gal. <laughs> You know, yep. you don't need yep. to be doing this. Like, yep. there's a lot of, like, if I could have gotten to him, I'd have been like, there's, you got a lot of qualities that women are looking for. Right. But have you're you clearly made- insane. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but like, even that, even that won't scare everyone away. No, not at all. Pick a, pick a lane. I think he wanted Mallory. And then when she wouldn't cooperate, he killed her. And then we got Chloe and he's like, no, we need to be a family. Yeah. And so, and it's just like, Jim has real incel vibes. For sure. It's not surprising. So he's like telling Cassie everything and he's like, I never thought to check for a baby monitor. (laughs) I thought she was too old for that. I have a lot to learn about being a father. Tom never deserved his family. 
So you said Tom have to take the fall. You planted the pictures. The pictures were mainly there to remind Tom of what a horrible person he is. But I'm sure the sheriff will find someone to pin it on with or without my help. And I love that because I'm like, we all know the sheriff is useless. So yeah, <laughs> the whole town. Jim's like, it doesn't advantage. really matter. You know, really I could say it was your parents in France, whatever. <laughs> and then Cassie, she's like, speaking of the sheriff, which is like, what? But somehow that fakes Jim out. He turns his head thinking, I guess the sheriff is behind him. The sheriff is there. <laughs> and she like grabs a fire extinguisher off the wall, sprays him with it. Ooh. Hits him over the head. And then she like runs out of the basement. Yes. And like going out of the house. And I was like, thank God she's going out. Right. Because you know how I hate when people run yeah. up and not out. No. And she's going out. But then Jim has a gun. And I was yeah. like, ah, I didn't know he Where had was a gun. That? I know. Was you and, was like in his and, waistband? I don't know, but I was excited to see a fire extinguisher used as a weapon. I think that's a first for us um, just on this podcast. Okay, so she's running out. We see the cop cars. We hear two gunshots. Cassie goes to the ground and you're like, oh, no. And then you see that the sheriff has shot Jim right through the head. But then you're like, okay, did that mean that Jim also got off one shot and then it got Cassie? Right. But then, no, the sheriff goes over to Cassie and she had just fallen. Thank God. Yeah, she just fell. She just <laughs> so fell. So we don't know where that rogue bullet went. So the rogue bullet <laughs> did not go anywhere. Thank God. So the sheriff has a sharp shot. Yeah. You know, well, he's finally. not good at his job, but he's a sniper. <laughs> um, and, you know, she's like, how did you find me? Because it's like, he can't do anything right. And he's like... Well, he's like, Tom called us saying you kidnapped his daughter. And then I went to your house and Lucy told me you were going to Jim's. Mm-hmm. So then she's like, Chloe, she's inside. She needs help. Okay, I'll get her. Did you see Mallory? She's there. She's dead. You stay here. The paramedics are on the way. Yeah. Okay. And then Chloe and Cassie see each other. Chloe's like in the back of the squad car looking pretty fresh for someone who's been kept in a basement for days and she's like thank you so much yeah chloe looks great i know she's like thanks for watching my daughter and then they hug her hair is still like straight (laughs) (laughs) we cut to the pain house i guess some time has passed chloe tom becca they're all hanging out cassie has brought a bouquet of flowers very brightly colored (laughs) Yeah, they look like clown flowers. Yes, they do look like clown circus flowers. And she gives them to Chloe and then immediately leaves. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I thought there was going to be like more hanging. I thought there was going to be a cheese tray, like maybe some photos taken. Um, And Tom then walks Cassie out and thanks her for giving him a second chance to make things right. Is she really going to be all right? Yeah. And you two? Are you two going to be okay? Believe me, cheating on Chloe was the biggest mistake of my life. But I think we're going to keep working on it. Cassie, thank you for everything. And you gave me a second chance to make things right. To be the husband that I should have been from the beginning. I guess all of this puts you off babysitting for good, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to focus on music for now. Um, but I'll come visit. Becca would like that. So, 
you know, Glenn was right about something. Right. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, his wife is dead and did cheat on him. So it's a tough, it, it's it's a happy ending for the pains. It's a really sad ending for Glenn. And yeah, the the ending of this is like Glenn. Okay, Tom is still bad, I feel like. And so is so is Glenn and yeah. Well, then we cut to Cassie like driving down the highway. So I guess she's like, I'm done with Apple Springs. But what really got me is that yeah, I thought when Tom and Cassie went to chat, she was going to be like, sorry for kidnapping your daughter. No. <laughs> no, and I actually don't think she owes him an apology for kidnapping the daughter because what? he's bad. Like, he was acting insane. He acted insane. And she was, she, in her mind, she was like, I'm saving Becca from this crazy man. So I'm on her side for kidnapping. I wow. wouldn't have done it. But that's not because I wouldn't have done it because I would have quit three days before the kidnapping ever occurred. You know, like I wouldn't have done it because I'd be like, Becca, you got at some point you got to fend for yourself. (laughs) I was I was shocked by the brevity of the visit. Like, yes, Becca's like, I love you. And then she's just like out. Yeah. As you said, Cassie's just like left town. And I hope someone reports her missing. You know, I hope her parents come back from France and they're like, where is Cassie? And the sheriff's like, here we go again. Oh, my God. This was a fun one. I got to say it was really insane. And, you know, Megan, in honor of this being your last episode before your maternity leave, I thought we would throw it back, baby. Throw it back to one of my favorite segments, which is real hero, real villain. Because in every Lifetime movie, there's more than one evil. And there's more than one good. Yeah. Now, do you have a hero of this motion picture who is not Cassie? Um, I definitely think Lucy is mm-hmm. a, a amazing and does end up sending the sheriff to Jim's house. You're correct. So it's not just that, like, she's at the diner you know, working and slinging pancakes. She's also doing the work in the trenches. Yep, that's good. Mine is Becca because Becca's strong, Yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. She's strong. She manages to just, you know, as you said, no one ever tells her what's going on. No, she doesn't know her mom's missing until her mom comes back. <laughs> and she keeps a smile on her face. Yeah. She's like, I'm... I'm going to hang out. She's like, sure, Cassie. She's like, dad's being weird, but she's letting it roll off her back. I said, Becca, you're a strong little gal. You are. Now. Villain. Now, Megan, who is your villain of the motion picture? I mean, it's 100% Tom. Like, I still think Tom, like, I know he cheated. I also think he is capable of murder. I think he did murder (laughs) somebody, too. Um, It wasn't Mallory or Chloe, but, like, I think... Chloe has grounds to be like, yeah, he just like handled everything poorly. He made me feel really uncomfortable for Cassie. Uh, I think he put everyone in weird situations. And yeah, I don't. He should have been forthright with a lot more information. And I think they could have found the women faster. Okay, well, that I mean, you're right for me, you know. Uh, the villain, of course, is the sheriff because he mm. <laughs> never talked to the therapist that the two missing women shared. Uh, I mean, Jim should have been the first phone call. Yeah. These women are missing. What do you know? As somebody who talked to them, we all know Jim's got loose lips. Right. So I just am like, okay, sheriff, you could not get it together. No. You could not get it together. And it just made me so crazy. 
he just kept being like the husband, the husband, the husband. And it's like, this is how serial killers work because cops are too, they have too narrow-minded. They have the tunnel vision and it's like, you gotta yeah. look at this. Especially because right. the town is small. It's not that even that many people you have to deal with. So it's like, broaden the net. No, there's four suspects. I know. And he's just like, nope. Um, I do have a question. So was the baby monitor that was Jim talking on it? Yes. He had gone in there. I don't know what he went in to get. You see what I'm saying? He was just like, I'll come back for you to little Becca. But she never said anything. I know. You would think she would say like a man came in the room. But maybe she's asleep when it happens. Yeah. Even to Cassie, she's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. So she she must have been maybe asleep. He took, maybe he took Chloe that night or something. No, because Chloe wasn't home, remember? Because that happens when they were out. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the baby monitor. Um, so we only had one appearance. It was a stretch. Monitor. The whole thing was a stretch. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just sitting here being like, huh? Yeah, I don't. I don't really feel like the baby monitor was in it that much. And like, honestly, as I'm sitting here, I'm like, maybe it was just the man next door. <laughs> <laughs> well, but then also too, I would like to say, you know, the baby monitor murders. <laughs> I'm glad no babies were taken. <laughs> Megan, it is so exciting what's about to happen in your life. I cannot wait to be an auntie. And you know that all of us, all the lifetime listeners, all the lifetime fam, we are here. We are thinking of you and your baby boy and his blue fedora. And you better be sending us pics and updating us. And I will hold down the fort. I will hold down the fort. I will keep your mic warm. Oh, my gosh. It means so much to me. I'm really going to miss um, Naomi, number one. <laughs> and I was being, I was getting like so nostalgic and emotional, like even before I got on here today, because I do love doing this podcast and I really feel like it's been with me through me trying to get pregnant, then getting pregnant, now having the baby. I mean, a real lifetime character arc. Um, and the listeners are so sweet and so funny and have been so supportive and have sent just really great messages and have told me great little tidbits and just don't forget me. Um, I'm only going to be gone a little bit too. <laughs> like, I'm giving like a, I'm dying speech and it's like, I'm just going to have a kid and then I'm coming back. Um, but yeah, you guys mean so, so, so much to me and I'm, and I'm going to and I'm going to miss you and I'm honestly going to rush back faster than probably advised. Um, and so I'm going to be on here you know, with, with postpartum, just talking to you guys <laughs> and we'll see how the lifetime universe looks through my sleepy, chaotic eyes after that. That's an adventure. I can't wait for it. And you guys, I will be here next week with the movie Adopted in Danger. When a DNA test helps Candace connect with her birth parents, she realizes some family histories are better left untold. <laughs> You can watch that movie on LifetimeMovieClub.com. Go to LifetimeMovieClub.com slash podcast to sign up for a free seven-day trial if you haven't already. Get into it, honey, because I'm going to be back next week. Bye. I'm sad to miss that. <laughs> I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. 
Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. And wait, there's more. Check out another awesome Lifetime podcast, The Table is Ours. It's hosted by two fabulous Black women in entertainment who sit down with some of their favorite Black icons to discuss how Black identity has informed, empowered, and fortified their lives and careers. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder and Aisha Jordan. With Chris Boniello as editor and sound mixer. Executive produced by Jesse Katz. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. You should know that by now if you've gotten to this point. You should know that we're the host, okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. <laughs> 